On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate the frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815. Our 27th consecutive sellout. Wildwood winning the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Back Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! And Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala punts to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the first ever Wild Takes podcast from the 10,000 Takes HQ. I'm, of course, journalist Jake. Uh, I can go by JJ because I'm the greatest damn journalist to ever do it until, well, I'm not. But I am joined by a very special guest. Bubba, are you even on? Do you have a mic? I guess Bubba's audio is here. He's sitting right next to me. I I don't know if he he might pitch in. He might hear him yelling. Okay. I guess he might be on, but the camera's on me. He he has a mic. <laughs> he might chime in, but this is this is our show, damn it. But anyway, I'd like to uh, introduce a very special guest we have on here tonight, Isha Jerome. That's how you say your name, right? I, I always like I always like get paranoid, right? That's how you pronounce it. No, yeah, you you killed it, dude. No, you got it, man. Fuck yes, yeah, sir. Fuck yeah, and we know you are the host of the Soda Pod. Um, really, everything talking about everything right around Minnesota Wild Hockey and beyond. That's kind of like what we want to do here with Wild Takes, but we're kind of glad to collaborate collaborate and listen about NHL sports and, and stuff like that and the Minnesota Wild, everything around it. But overall, like I'm just glad, before we really get into it here, I'm just, I'm just super pumped that hockey's back you know they set on a date you know it, it is going to be weird and, and and we can definitely get more into it without fans and stuff but I'm just I'm just glad that they finally got on a date finally set things down and they, we're gonna have hockey in August it's gonna be weird but at least we have hockey right yeah absolutely man it may be weird for a while like I was I actually I heard Russo Michael Russo talk about this and I heard some of the local local media out here in Vancouver topic until maybe the Olympic schedule gets the NHL kind of back on track because like moving forward, like next season is also going to have to be a December start. If this season coming up goes from, you know, December, January into August again, you know, it's not like they can fast track with the tight schedule that they already have. Cause guys think about it. Like, when the Stanley Cup playoffs end and, well, they're projected ending, you know, barring, you know, uh, uh, a pa- another pause due to an outbreak, they have one month to do to prepare for a draft and they have one month of free agency. Like, that's so, you know, they're, they're fast tracking these two, like, really, you know, time consuming, um, you know, events in the national hockey league would take 
which take up, you know, four to five months in the summer, they're doing that in two and then getting the next season going again. So it's, it's going to be interesting to, again, I think maybe the Olympic schedule may get the NHL back on track per se, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's weird that like, I was just talking before we got on here, like I'm cooking in my studio right now. It's uh, it's like 97 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird that it's that hot yet. The playoffs haven't even started. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's just, it's so weird. Like, I remember they were even mentioning and talking about, like, even having, you know, hockey in the 4th of July or whatever. Like, and I'm like, it's going to be weird. Like, I'm going to be up north, you know, on the lake on 4th of July, you know, going to the bar at night, uh, local bar watching fucking wild hockey. And now it's it's, it's, it's just weird. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting in how they... How it's going to play into actually going into next season and how that how that plays into things and I think it makes sense to why they actually still wanted to conclude the season because there's obviously trades and all those stuff to consider that teams you know traded for and have conditional picks all that stuff that would be kind of just messed up and really up in the air if they just flat out canceled the season and went to next year so I'm glad they at least figured it out. Yeah, well, it also gave them opportunity and, and time to renegotiate a CBA, which, mm-hmm. shit, man, I didn't see that coming at all, you know? Like, um, usually, you know, usually there's so much that goes into there. There's always, yep. like, a, a threat of a lockout. Um, and, you know, both parties wanted to to move the needle forward and, A, figure out a way to finish the National Hockey League season and playoffs. And B, um, you know, make some of the cover some of the terms that the players have been fighting for and the players' association uh, for a while now. And it, it seemed like the for once worked together quite diligently uh, to get both of what they wanted and to serve both of their interests. So that was pretty. That's an interesting storyline throughout this kind of COVID break as well. Yeah, definitely. But to move into more exciting stuff, the Minnesota Wild. You know, a couple weeks ago, I mean, a few weeks ago, they finally signed Kirill, Kirill Kaprizov, and I. That's how you're supposed to pronounce it. I remember we hit on this on our on our show, the Minnesota Rundown. That yeah, pronounce Kaprizov. Finally, can I just cut in quick? Yeah, D- doesn't Kaprizov sound better though? <laughs> yeah, that's what we've said. Kaprizov sounds so much fucking better. Like it, it just sounds From, like more... a North American broad- broadcasting perspective. Like Kaprizov versus Kaprizov. I don't Kaprizov. know. Maybe I'm just being picky. I don't know. I, we'll maybe get used to it <laughs> ten years down the road, or maybe we won't care when we've won, when we're holding the Stanley Cup. Yeah, or when he's dishing <laughs> in forty goals, like whatever. <laughs> like whatever, Kaprizov. I mean, we might get used to it. We might have a, a you know kind of a you know slang term to go with the name or something. I don't know, but it's it, yeah, Kaprizov just sounds like the, your typical Russian all-star player. You know, it just. I mean, it's a name. I mean, we're probably digging too much into it, but I mean, I thought it was Kaprizov forever. You know, so now it's Kaprizov. Okay, I'll have to get used to it. But I'm I'm just glad he's here for Pete's sake. Jeez. Oh man, so pumped. It's funny though, because like in the Vancouver market, I know we'll talk a little bit about the Canucks because of the upcoming yep. series. Um, the the <laughs> the radio hosts and broadcasters, you name it, still butcher his name because we don't. Because yep. in Sweden, the time. they call it uh 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 Pet- Petterson, and here it's Peterson. Right. And he never. He never really. Set, like he kind of when he came in uh, two years ago was like you can kind of call me whatever you want like they call me this there and, and everyone here is like no well, like dude what's your name like tell, tell us how you pronounce it so it is Pedersen as far as uh as far as we know yet you know some of the U.S. media right. still call him Peterson I, so it's one of those things it's like it's gonna there's gonna it's gonna be confused until both of these players respectively are like staples in the league yeah I can't see that too because uh, and you're talking about Elias Pedersen right yeah, 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 correct. I, see, I would even look at that and say Pedersen. I don't know who 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 would even call him Peterson. People that don't watch hockey, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that's just that. But no, I know what you mean though, because like 
that that's just how it looks you know it, it that's just how it looks to us you know people who know english or whatever um here in Amer- in america north america and then over there it's just pronounced totally different and you're just like oh wow okay i i other way sounds better i'm not i'm not saying it that way you know uh the european way but no i totally get that that's just so weird that people call him peterson and just right yeah it's just that's like joe buck or some shit saying joe <laughs> book he would joe book <laughs> he'd be the one that would call him peterson peterson down the ice yeah, puck taken work. away. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work, man. But overall, I'm just glad that the Wild finally signed him to an entry-level contract. He lost a year, whatever. you got to get him before the KHL tries to snake him back up and Putin gets his hands on him again, whatever. you got you, you, you got to get him in that situation. And I think the Wild, you know, they won big with that in general. Just at least get him for one full se- Well, we'll see if it's a full season, whether it starts in December or whatever. We'll see. Yeah, I think it was important too because at least now they can, you know, assuming he comes out of the gate and actually shows like, okay, he's going to be a National Hockey League player, mm-hmm. you can get that extension going right away and you can actually, um, you know, have him under contract. And I don't think it's going to be a huge contract because it'll probably be like some sort of bridge deal, a three or yeah. four year deal. At least you'll get some of his remaining RFA years and UFA years, right? Or UFA it, years. Exactly. Rather. Because you know the last thing you, you want is for this guy to, to come in, light it up, and you'll not be able to extend him and invite right. into those UFA years because he'll obviously ask for the sun, moon, and stars. If especially if he comes out of the gate hot, but it, it is it does it is somewhat of a risk from the Minnesota Wild. But let's be honest, I think the consensus on all scouting reports say that this guy is the real deal. That yes. maybe he's. You know, maybe his uh, his floor isn't the superstar that we all think it is, but his floor is pretty damn high. And I think that, yeah, you said it, the wild locking in now, um, he'll come out obviously swinging or at least look, if he doesn't put up the points right away, I'm sure he'll at least look like the player we all think he is. And that will give the wild confidence to at least get into an extension. And, you know, we say bridge. Yeah. I think the bridge is going to be a longer bridge at like four million or four years I can't imagine they're going to go five plus on a guy they don't really have a sample size with in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. But I think three to four years, respectively, you know, we, we could talk numbers, but at a realistic rate is uh, is something that both he would be interested in and obviously the team buying, uh, biting into those UFA years. Yeah, and, and of course in Minnesota, we're super pessimistic. So I, I, I've heard people all over the place, oh, we're just going to get him for a year and he's just going to go off somewhere else now after You wouldn't in, sign in him for a year. That makes no sense. Yeah, so I, I, I think exactly. So he, he's going he's gonna to stay here even after you know after his entry level is done. He's, he's going to stay. We're going to get him. You just need to calm down. But uh, quick, Bubba's take. What do, you, what do you have on Kaprizov, the voice from the sky right now? I think he is uh, going to be overrated just – like James Shepard, he was supposed to be the Bullshit. next fucking Sidney Crosby. Look how he Okay, that out. was James Shepard. We could go into that whole ordeal, but well, we could, but I don't think this guy is going to be the next, you know, I don't think he's projected to be the next Sidney Crosby. I think he's projected to be simply the best player not in the NHL right now. And look at it this way, Nikita Gusev last year was basically this kid of the KHL last year. Good point. He came over to New He came over to New Jersey and didn't you know, wasn't an instant superstar, but still put up north of 40, I think around 50 points. I think he put up around 20 goals. I, I don't think you can ask much more of this kid coming in next season. And whether he develops in the North American game, great. Whether he doesn't, shit, man, if you get a 40 to 50 point guy, that's still an asset to your team, especially a late round pick. Now, I know the, the storyline has been, we've been waiting so long. There's a lot of hype mm-hmm. for him. 
I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's any sports market. There's going to be a little bit of an overhype. But what if he comes in and actually blows our expectations out of the water? Because there was a lot of hype for Fiala, and no one saw, yep. you know, what, you know, no one saw the, the, the end of the season that he put up this year as well. So, like, I agree with you, Bubba. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that this kid's the real deal. And by the way, I'm about to take a shot of uh, the Kraken, ladies and gentlemen. The shot of the Kraken. <laughs> you, 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 Cheers, you, boys. You, oh I'm cracking God. it open right now. All right, boss man wasn't supposed to be part of this interview. I've just been a fly on the wall, but dude, he's our producer for the show. Some shitty liquor. <laughs> I've had hey, boys. bad nights drinking that shit. How how good? Look at him go! Look at Bro, him go! That's <laughs> see you tomorrow. How but how great? How but how great? Okay, go on to like the Seattle Kraken ordeal. Like I I thought that announcement was fucking lit. I thought the jerseys are sick. Oh, yeah. Oh I, yeah, I think that's just a big ode to the Metropolitans, who were the first American team to uh, NHL team to win the Stanley Cup in like nineteen fucking seventeen or whatever. Nineteen nineteen. Your mic's not even on. He's trying to talk. He's like nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. I have. I I know that. You you know that for sure, for a fact. Okay. One hundred and one years ago. Are you sure and about I like that? that? I did like that name, the Metropolitans. I would have yeah. loved the, for them to bring it back. Yeah, that's dude. what I was hoping for. You know, put it this way: like, I'm is the Kraken a little quirky? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get over it pretty soon because someone actually brought. I think it was actually oh, who was it? I had uh, some of the the Vegas Golden Knights uh, hosts on the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, Veg, uh, nightly, weekly. They made the point that. Think about some of the names that are in the National Hockey League right now and if they came out in 2020. A lot of us would think they're fucking quirky too, like the Hurricanes, for example, you know? <laughs> yep. Obviously, oh, yes. like the, the original six are like, they're strong, like, you know, fearful, you know, um, like yep. stern names. And, and, you know, the Wild to a degree, I like yes. it too because it's a singular name. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kraken, I like that it's a singular name as well, and I Me think too. it will grow on us, but you said it, man. Like the ode to the the, ode, the Seattle the Metropolitans with the S, the, the colors. I like how they still had that Salish Sea West Coast vibe mm-hmm. where they didn't steal the Vancouver Canucks spread. No. And they didn't, you know, then they didn't steal like the Seahawks or oh, who's who's the MLS team down there, the Sounders either. Yep. They went their own way. And I think their marketing department hit it out of the park. And it's crazy, man, that uh, I think that they're an instant rival for the Vancouver Canucks because uh, someone who's living in Vancouver, British Columbia, Mind you, if they have Nexus and the borders open and we aren't living in a pandemic, they can, because of the, oh, what's it called now? The old key arena is on the north side of Seattle. Yep. They could realistically in Vancouver drive down and be home yep. um, at like 1, 2 a.m., which like realistically, if you're a hockey fan, like that's a trip you're going to make anyways. 100%. Like why would you pay for a, a fucking hotel in Seattle in American dollars? Mind you, if you're Canadian, it's fucking, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> and then come back, uh, you know, and not come back up. So I think that, man, like, Vancouver Canucks are really good. Fans are really going to like feed into this rival and uh, rivalry and, and fill up that arena uh, right away as well. Yeah, I think that's going to be like an excellent fucking rivalry. And I think that they, yeah, they hit it out of the park with that. And I like how like they have on like the anchors on like their shoulders. It's like the, 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 the space needle, needle and space yeah. needle. And yeah. And I know another name that was coming out was, you know, cause they're Emerald city. I heard another name being circled around, cycled around was, you know, Seattle Emeralds or stuff like that. And, be honest, I mean that stuff that would have been cool. St- that would have been cool still. I didn't too. mind I mean, emeralds. Yeah, yeah, emeralds have been cool. I know, but yeah, Kraken. I mean, I, and when I heard that, I was questionable about it. But I'm like, it depends on how they market it and actually execute it in the end with exactly, the jerseys, yeah. logo, and everything. And I think they hit it out of the fucking park. 
they they killed him, man. And like they're setting records too. Like the the Twitter account has more followers than half the league right now. Yep. Um, I, I believe their sales on the first day doubled that of the Golden Knights, which is insane. With just merch, they don't even have jerseys yet. Just t-shirts and fucking shit and like hats and stuff. Like that's that that's insane, man. And yeah, I know. I think I think they they nailed it out of the park uh, as well. And, it, and it's cool because like. Um, I think they're going to do with the lie wiki brothers being a uh, part of the ownership group. They were, um, they have huge stakes in Hollywood. And I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know this, but they're, they're, they're one of the, the many minds behind pirates of the Caribbean. And I oh, have cool. to imagine yep. that day one, they're going to have like a fucking animatronic cracking on the ice with Johnny yep. Depp full on, like captain Jack Sparrow suit. Like they have to, they're going to put on a fucking <laughs> show. Cause they got to rival Vegas first night and Vegas, you know, they've just continued that momentum with their uh, like show performance. I have to imagine like Seattle's just going to, especially with that Hollywood connection and, and ownership mm-hmm. really just going to like put on a hell of a show. I was going to say too, like I've mentioned this before, but they need to like from that, whatever movie it was, Liam Neeson, where he just says, release the Kraken. Oh, they well, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Put something with that. And like the first game or even on every home game or something, just go with that. I would just ex- excite the crowd be, well do you know how awesome. you know how like after after a goal you have like the horn and then usually there's yep. like the goal song and then there's like a couple clips um like you see a lot in junior hockey where it's like someone will be like say woo and then everyone goes like woo well they're woo. obviously gonna like have that sort of thing at the end where it's just like goal song song clip and then release the kraken release the kraken release the kraken dude it would give me goosebumps if i was there to be honest with you shit like i i, I will need to get out to i need to somehow get out to a seattle game went like in the next fucking 10 years i think that'll be a, oh, yeah, and i want to go to vegas too as well and just i, mean, I want to go to every nhl game but like vegas seems like i mean some of these newer nhl teams are just fucking doing a great job fucking getting into the league well buddy when we have the uh the hockey podcast network summit in vegas we'll make sure the ten thousand uh uh the ten thousand yeah. boys come as well we're, we're all fucking be, we're all there Bad. dude we're yeah, there we're dude we need that invite uh, is it, i, I is hope it, you know like covid permitting i still plan on coming to the state champion yeah, dude. next year hey that invite hasn't expired no i know i'm ta- i'm don't worry i know <laughs> yeah dude that will never fucking i'm fucking pumped but um yeah dude yeah well that fucking well, that attorney what turn? Oh yeah, the boys hockey turn. Oh, the boys hockey turn. Yeah, you gotta yeah, fucking yeah, check yeah, that shit out. State. That's if you're fucking, a fucking hockey fan. Yeah, that's like fucking oh, yeah, amazing. It's it's yeah, a, yeah. You'll go there. I mean, they they, they fill up. They they fucking put twenty thousand people get in the extra energy. Fucking wild games. You, you no, literally yeah, sometimes do. Like they get like twenty thousand people in there. It's it's incredible. Yeah, they had like eighteen eighteen five last year in the the finals, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just hear it's like the best. It's the best hockey experience in the United States. So obviously yes. I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> you, you fucking have to. You just fucking got to do it. But anyway, to, to move on here, well, I want to k- kind of shift gears to the obviously the the qualifying round, the hub cities, the bubble that the the players are staying in, and I know that and, and overall just the how it's gonna be and how it's gonna look like on TV for uh, for us viewers because in the end we we are getting hockey and. There's been debate going on for obviously for months now about, you know, how is it going to be like in front of no fans? People shouldn't be hosting stuff in front of the cup. But, you know, they've released news here in like the last week or two, like how they're going to up like their game for the television viewing experience. Like they're going to add more fucking cameras and they're going to add fucking like crowd chants and maybe even goal horns for the different teams. Or, I mean, just add more of a more of a yeah, they're going to like import crowd chants from like e sports yeah, yeah. and shit. And I I. You know, I'm I'm actually keeping my hopes up a little bit. I think it's actually going to be a pretty cool television viewing experience. Maybe get different camera angles they can't usually get because of the crowd. And I, I think an egg actually make it. I mean, because hockey can be 
you know, you can get a lot out of television on it. And I think that mm-hmm. just in a regular game, in a regular year, and I think they could get a lot out of it during this fucking qualifying or playoffs in general. Yeah, well, like I saw what the NBA, NBA did at first. And I was like, okay, okay, this doesn't look too bad. But honestly, I caught some of the NHL today, man, and it, it looks good. Like, it really yeah, does. Oh, yeah, they, the exhibitions, yep. Yeah, yeah, they got the they got this, um, the, the sweet digital screens around, um, you know, yep. pumping kind of just like, you know, pump up footage and whatnot or the team logo uh, yep. uh, or the score or, you know, uh, highlights and stuff like that. So you get the, the TV broadcast. It looked really good. And you said it with added camera angles. It's kind of like a test round for them as well. And I, I thought it, uh, it was great. But one thing that I thought that I really took away with it was both. And I, I went to both radio and TV to try to, 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 to really listen to the audio and uh, kind of just analyze that. The audio through the radio is outstanding. Honestly, I totally forgot there were no fans. After someone oh my gosh. scored, I just yeah, I just no, realized honestly that after some yeah after radio someone scored, would be unbelievable. No, after someone scored, the the respected home to whoever got home ice for that game yep. had their goal horn go. Yep. Um, their music and you heard a crowd and like maybe the goal horn was like a little quiet, but that's just like that's just me being critical. And then right. I heard it through the TV and it was pretty much the same. So right now it, it, they're they're nailing it, man. For for what it is, like it had me fooled for like two seconds. And I was like, oh yeah, there's no fans. Hockey's in August. This is. This is all a show, but fuck, yep. they did a good job. Yeah, dude, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see how they're gonna, how they're gonna do it. But I, I think, and what I think is kind of bullshit though is like you're obviously gonna hear the players. Some of the players might be mic'd up, or obviously you're gonna hear a lot more on the ice, more banter and stuff because obviously there's no fans. But I heard that they're gonna like have a five second delay so they can bleep oh, out yeah. some shit. Fuck, fuck that. That's yeah, so stupid, that man. Yeah, Let's no, okay, like, hear me out. What, yeah. what do you think about this idea? And I've heard this actually, I think it was on Spit and Chicklets too. So, and I, hey, I said it first. I just want to make that very, very yes. clear um, that they should have two broadcasts and have separate sponsors, you know, one who don't really care about, you know, um, um, you know, in, implicit language and whatnot, and one that cares a little bit more that branding wise. They should just have two, one with a five second delay and one just completely live. So it's like, exactly. you know, if you're like watching with your kids, okay, I'm going to, this Turn one's going to be cleaner and this one, Fuck it. Literally, fuck it. The players are going to be yelling fucking at each other left, right, and center. Yeah, maybe. Fuck you, it. You know what, though? I was thinking, uh, I was listening to Sean Avery's podcast, and he, yep. and he was kind of going off about the type of shit that's said on the ice. And uh, though he was you know, presenting his argument in a way that de- defending, you know, the the explicitness of this type of hockey in this, you know, the, the way it's going to transpire, um, he did make a good point that like there's some terrible things that are sometimes said on the ice that aren't necessarily personal, just heat of the moment, testosterone yep. flying, you know, professional athletes fight, you know, it's it's their job, you know, competing yep. for. The the the, the 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 championship and sometimes in the heat of the moment shit said he's like listen you'll hear a chirp like if people think the chirps are just like fuck you you motherfucker he's like they're a little bit more intense than that not yeah. necessarily going into like racial and and derogatory stuff no, though yeah. that has that has happened and let's let's yep. be honest we can't be naive to think that that's not said on the ice yep. but he said it's just more just like crazy where you look at these people like what kind of fucking animal says that kind of yeah. shit you know i know and i think i think that the nhl just doesn't want the public to hear that and as from a business side i get it yeah you're trying to bring more selfish- people in but yeah, but from a selfish hockey fan, I love it because, man, I, I go to junior it. hockey still, and I, st- I sit right next to the penalty box for a reason. And I just hear the fans heckle these, like, 17 to 20-year-olds, and these 17 to 20-year-olds will yell right back or yell right on the ice, and it's awesome. But I get it. It's different. It's a money-making enterprise, and the NHL, have they're very much conservative with their image and whatnot. Yes. So they don't want to turn it, away the ratings. But I hate it. 
Yeah. You, speaking of some of the fighting and stuff, going kind of be a little off topic, but have they announced is is West McCauley going to be there? Is going to be one of the refs? He's in the bubble. I don't know okay, if he's, he's going to be doing he, our games, okay, but he's the man. Dude, he's so fuck. I I just love some of his shit where he's like two minutes for fighting. Oh, he's dude, like so he's dramatic so on his awesome. goal review calls. But it's actually five minutes, not two minutes, buddy. Whatever. Sorry, Bubba's just the voice <laughs> of reason right now. I guess <laughs> you can't see him, so he's literally the hockey god. Yeah, he's this, literally the hockey god. The hockey right god now. in this podcast. I'm pray to the hockey he gods. Kaprizov's overrated, but thanks. Okay. Yeah, thanks, well, fucking Kaprizov. I haven't seen him on American Ice or Canadian Ice yet, so fair enough. No, oh, fair okay. enough. No, no, no. It, no, it's fair point. But I just, I just think he, he could very well be, be the, be the real deal. Wait, we'll see what happens. Is he even here yet? Is he even in the continent? A few days, I think. Yeah. Russo. Uh, few days per Russo. Thank you, Jack. Our boss. This is Bossman, by the way. He's like looking shit up you know partially producing producer producer bossman and let me tell you he's had a hell of a night so uh give him some fucking <laughs> yeah <bossman>. yeah guys <laughs> it, it's that's a good fucking point but you that's should a... be the one drinking crack and not me yeah you Dude, should be one drinking is awful. i still plan to yeah. go on like you a fucking pay me to 20k drink. bike you gotta right do it for the fucking crack no, you, you could pay me to drink that maybe cheers boys cheers, cheers boys buddy. more fucking cracking oh buddy god dude here you go, fucking Seattle Kraken. turned up on a fucking, well, when's this airing? Wednesday? It's <laughs> well, airing tomorrow. It's fucking airing Wednesday. Well, it's Tuesday night right now, so there you go, folks. There you go, folks. It's Tuesday. Airing all as all of the Wednesday stereotypes about after. Canadians are not true. This proves it wrong. They're not <laughs> alcoholics. I They're, swear to God. <laughs> proving, proving us wrong. You f- oh, yeah, but it's great. I love that. I, got, I, I, have, I have actually never had the Kraken booze, so I might have to. It's real. It's might have to pop my cherry, sweet. buddy. It's way too sweet. Just way too sweet. I would go with any other rum. Any other rum. <laughs> I bought it literally because we did a live stream the other day with uh, all of you, our You got to do it hosts. for the Kraken. We, we, we actually got to bring you guys on to this, by the way. I'm sorry to take this off the rails again. But we at the Hockey Podcast Network do an after-hours show, yep. which we bring oh, yeah, on. yeah, you talked about that. Yep. We, we bring on basically whoever wants to within the network and friends. We give them the Zoom link, and we just go for three hours. Some come in, some go, some that stay would the be... length of it. Buddy, awesome. our St. Louis Blues guy last time, who's pretty like a collected professional guy, dude. From hour one to hour three, he drank the whole two six of the Kraken. He ended up, you know, normal room setting like this at first. Then the sunglasses went on. Then the then the hat turned like this. And then the you fucking just, blue evolving. strobe lights went on <laughs> in the background. And we're like, buddy, what's going on? And he just go 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 go, just the crack, yelling bro. through the mic, you know, just fucking going the- nuts. Oh, towards the end of the stream, he was like, or the next day, he texted me. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. If I was like acting a fool. I don't even know what happened towards the end. We're like, dude, you got fucking cracking. <laughs> you got fucking cracked and crackheaded, cracked out, buddy. Bud. Cracked out. The, the cra- oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by the way, if uh, if Seattle doesn't call their home arena the, the, the crack, what a crackhead house. The crack house. The crack house. <laughs> then, then I'm not watching any games. Me too. I'm protesting. Oh, you, That's a golden opportunity right there for Seattle to really bring, to really fucking bring in the crowd there. To really bring in the crackheads to the, the arena. The crackheads. And, and, mm. ja- and, and boss man here, uh, Jack, you fucking, you, you were the one who like looked at it and you're like, it, it looks like fucking Karen. Oh, yeah. The Seattle name, the name Karen. looks like Karen. <laughs> We'll lay the image over the top, but uh, every time I see it, I see Karen. So um, special (laughs) things to look out for with the uh, Seattle Karens this year are, um, what is it? They recklessly drive their oversized SUVs on the road. Um, She Mm. refuses to wear a mask and wants to talk to your manager, and she buys all the essential oils from Facebook. So that's what you should look out for this NHL season with this new expansion team. Or or, or this team may threaten you into a lawsuit that they may or may not have been actually involved with. 
Um, so, uh, and, yeah, and, that's and, the current and part. And her, her anti-vax kids will be showing up to, <laughs> to the court case. Did you guys hear um, one of the reasons why they didn't go with the sock guys? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, let's, fuck. Let's, okay. This is a good bit here. Tell me. Tell so, us tell so the crowd. Ironically enough, um, I believe that it's either the publishing company or the series of novels is mm-hmm. is the Seattle Sockeyes, and they're, yeah. they're not they're they're fucking erotic novels for females about hockey about male hockey players. Oh fuck! I'm yeah. not even bullshitting. Like oh, the irony oh, Bubba's that already looking up the Amazon related right now. <laughs> He's already looking. He's up already going up. ham on his phone. Yeah, yeah. And but apparently the author came out and said that like the National Hockey League team never approached her to try to buy the rights. Right. But still, that was one of like the speed bumps. Was like, oh, we don't even want to go down this road. We probably don't even want press of this that we're trying to like get the name from an erotic novel series about hockey players for a hockey team. But I thought that was fucking, A, ironic as shit and yes. hilarious. Dude, yeah, because I heard a speculation around when they released that, like, uh, cryptic video the day before. Like, people were like, it's Sockeyes. It's, it's definitely Sockeyes. I'm like, oh, it could be. But, I mean, that's too yeah. – it's too close to Hawkeyes and Buckeyes. Fuck that well, shit. Also super Yeah, and apparently – <laughs> I shit you not, too. There's an ultimate Frisbee team in Seattle who got fired up <laughs> – that they might steal that, and these guys have like 600 fucking followers on Twitter. <laughs> they they were peppering me though, and I was you know making a case for the sock guys, being like, "We will sue, we will sue, we're the sock guys till we die. This is our team. Fuck the NHL." I was like, "Whoa, Ultimate Frisbee, Dude, calm down, calm down, man." I mean, they're calm down. Hey, Ultimate they're Frisbee, not... let's dial it uh, from a ten. <laughs> uh, you guys don't get watched seven. No one fucking cares. Like no one. Fu- no. Let's also, come back no to me when you have TV cares. rights. Also, yeah. super upset. Yeah. Seattle didn't go with the uh, Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Oh that gosh, was, oh, yeah. that was in. That running. was a good one, and then some more, that some more good. mild one. Seattle grunge, grunge. They grunge was good because they could have gone yeah. any way with the mascot or logo. Hey, right? I'm right. So I'm not being like super serious, Bubba. Okay, come on. It was just a name being thrown around, but That's yeah, they could have went a lot with that. Like literally, the 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 uh, the, the mascot could have been just some guy dressed in fucking like a plaid sweatshirt, ripped jeans, and a blonde literally, wig to be Kurt Cobain. Just, I was just gonna say, get a Kurt Cobain doppelganger and you're oh, good to go. You're good to go. Just bring. I'm sure he's just hanging around Seattle streets. Probably some crackhead Dude, hanging around. Or, just, hey, you want to be our mascot, buddy? Or just fucking bring on Dave Grohl as your spokesperson. Yeah, Dude, oh, oh, that'd be fucking awesome. He's like, he make him the fucking. GM or the fucking owner, make him the <laughs> owner. Dave fucking girl being coming the owner of the fucking Seattle Ooh. Grunge. That'll be fucking awesome. That'd be sick. But it's, yeah, let let shy away from Seattle Crack and they've got their a lot of their publicity throughout the week. Enough on them. But uh, I kind of want to talk just briefly about the schedule. Like as 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 long as we did not have hockey, now we're just gonna have fucking hockey for at least like you know what? Uh, at least a well over the schedule for the qualifying round, it's already like five six games or four or five games like every day for like a fucking week. So I'm just ecstatic. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. The Wild in Vancouver. Well, our time they play at nine thirty starting on Sunday, and they'll play late the later games. For you, that's you know seven thirty. But but still, like they get the later games and whatever, I can't complain. But there's gonna be a lot of fucking hockey we can consume in a short amount of time. The only I thing it. I hate about that is that they get the shittiest ice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think of day, that. Yeah, they're the last team. They get the shittiest fucking ice, especially yeah. doing. I know they're not doing five games in each arena, but man, they're doing two, three games every day in each arena. Like yep. you, I mean, you know, Jake, like you skated. Like yeah. if you're if you're if you're playing beer hockey at yep. one a.m. Oh, fuck your ice yeah. Sucks. It fucking sucks. Yep. I don't care if it's the dead time of winter. Doesn't matter how many times Dude. that thing has been Zamboni that night. The, the, the Zamboni yep. driver is getting drunker and drunker as the night goes on. Hey, and he's he doing a, a piss job by by midnight. Dude, it, especially so, in the well, I mean they're professional ranks, so it's summer. But even especially during the summer, like humidity and shit can seep in. So the long, it's just buddy, combined Edmund, with yeah, being Edmonton's, broken down, it's a mess. 
It can be a mess. Dude, Edmonton and Toronto are hot as fuck in the summer. Like, don't get me wrong. They're up here, up north. Right. But Toronto is humid as shit yep. in the summer. It's very much... Well, very much like what you guys get and, and like the, the East Coast. Um, and, you know, Edmonton, it's it's prairies, man. So that heat yep. is dry as shit. Yeah, it's just fucking dry. So, yeah, it could it could seep into the fucking arena and literally make, make it. I mean, we we never really seen this happen. I mean, okay, well, I mean, you look at fucking like Tampa Bay and Florida. They got to deal with the heat all year round. But Yeah, well, I they mean, don't got good ice. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right? yeah they, don't, they got shitty ice. It's, we, we, don't see, we don't see playoff hockey happening in the beginning of August up in Canada. We're used to fucking still being cool or, you know, walking in with our coats, you know, even it's in, fucking in the spring. It's fucking training camp season now. It's just like <laughs> the fucking but regular... It, seasons yeah that's what's weird to think about it would be training camp time but yeah it's just weird to think that you know in general uh yeah the wild do i didn't think of it that way that yeah, the wild have late ice so who knows how much of an impact but then again it would affect vancouver too so i mean whatever but it's like are we gonna see the best out of them Could we we get the shittiest ice no matter how much they zamboni and treat it it's we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but overall i'm just glad i i'm just i'm just i'm just super pumped about just having hockey that much in, in that many days. And, of course, exhibition are started. A, yeah. So, sorry, I was just saying, are you pumped on this series? Because it's a pretty dead-even series. So I, I yeah. believe it. Like, it's going to be exciting either way because it's either going to go five or yes. a team is just going to fucking catch fire right. or and or one is going to shit the bed. Because we've seen all season, you Correct. know, any yeah. National Hockey League team can lose three games in a row. So in a five-game series, that shit's wild. No pun intended. So it's it's going to be exciting either way. We're either going to see it get booted real quick, I think. Oh, got him! Go right to the end. Got him! Exactly. And we'll we'll kind of hit here around the around the end of the podcast, so just in a bit here, and where where we think and each predict where we how many games that's going to go and 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 why. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, you can literally say, yeah, it could it could literally go on a five games, or it's going to be a sweep. You know, I don't really you, you could you could really easily make the argument that you're not going to see a fucking game four in the series. You're just you're, 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 no, you're not. Yeah. But I, I'm just, you I'm just on that. You just fucking, I'm just fucking ecstatic. You know, they play in Edmonton and, um, and of course you have the playing around games as well. Um, of the seedings, you know, who, who knows how hard these teams will actually play. Cause in the end, I mean, seating doesn't really matter in the NHL. You can make an argument for, but I mean, I think, I think a team is going to want at least fight. I mean that, I mean, who finished, who finished in the, Okay, let me see here. I think I got it. I think it was Boston and St. Louis that were at the top of the East and West, yeah. correct? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to want to fucking they're they're going to play their they're going to play their asses off out there because they're not going to be like, no, oh, damn yeah. it, we're fucking we're first seed, even though this kind of is meaningless. Maybe we're going to go out there and, and prove that we're still the first seed. We're not going to fucking lose these three playing round games and then be a four fucking seed. Fuck this shit. We're going to go in here and, and play like we were doing in March and prove that we were truly the number one team out of each conference. I feel like I, I don't know. I mean, we could see some good the like good round robins out of the top four seeds out of both conferences. Oh man, yeah. I don't think I don't think any teams really like yeah. the seeding teams are going to be pushovers by any means because especially with like for example, if uh, if Carolina comes out of the series against New York and their goaltending is is playing good because that's really their only knock. They're kind of like Minnesota. They have outstanding defense. They got deep forwards, but their goaltending's in question. It doesn't matter. You're Boston, Tampa, Washington, or Philly. You don't want to fucking play Carolina, right? So like, nope. you, you really you don't. You, you probably want to be you know to to, to keep your seating. Um, and another one's like Toronto Columbus. Um, mm. Let's be honest. Like, I want to see Columbus sweep the fucking Leafs because I hate the Leafs. And they did to Tampa last year. But Toronto is the better team. You don't want to play a fast, you know, uh, flying team like that. I mean, and I'm not going to go through them all. But like Pittsburgh and Montreal. Montreal ain't winning that series. You don't want to play the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're an elite team. They have no business being in the playing round. Mm-mm. So it, it's very no. interesting. 
it's going to be it's going to be very interesting and we'll we'll definitely see what happens especially in those playing games and we'll kind of hit on those in a bit here but let's 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 shift back to the specifically the Vancouver Minnesota Wild series the the I mean was the last time they played in the playoffs at 03 uh, conference semis Fuck, I, I think, think so. I man. think it was. I think it fucking was. What a fucking series that was. But this West team walls just and, destroyed our fucking dreams. I know. Fucking a. Fucking Fuck. a. <laughs> Fuck. Like but fucking sc- doesn't score at all season. Scores fucking five yeah, goals. Just, Bert- just holds Bertuzzi to one. Goes, Jesus. Goes fucking off in that whole fucking thing. But yeah, vintage Northwest Division two right here. I, I'm just. I, I'm. Ex- I just love this matchup. I'm just. I'm super ecstatic about it. It's going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. But yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a fun. It's going to be a super fun matchup. But I, I, you can look at the rosters of both teams. Obviously, I think you look at Vancouver. A lot of young talent. I, th- I think more so Minnesota has more like older, maybe veteran guys. But both teams, you know, are, are fair, are fairly even because I think they balance each other out. I mean, who are some? I mean, you can look. I mean, you can definitely say who are some players you want to see on both teams in this series. But who are some matchups you want to see on the ice, face to face? Well, I want to see. I want to see Joel Eriksson shut Pedersen down, man. Yes. Because a there's a little sweet. There's a little Swedish connection Joel there. Eriksson. Um, you know they're they're both they're both centers. Yep. And I think that the first two games are going to be tough for uh, Dean Evison because he gets the last. Yep. Well, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't get last change, not not being the home team for the first two games. So that's going to be hard to try to stick Eck on Pedersen. And I, I imagine that's going to be the matchup. But hey, if they don't get that matchup, you put fucking Stahl, Fiala, and Greenway on Pedersen's line. You know, you got Greenway and Stahl up against the, the, the young center. That's And Greenway can catch him because Greenway's got some speed. Uh, I think that's another a scary matchup that Travis Green of the Vancouver Canucks coach is going to have to um be aware of as well the one thing that's a little scary for the wild though is yep where vancouver didn't have the depth before a lot of their players are becoming healthy now joshua levo who was kind of on a heater early in the season he suffered a knee injury and is still out he's not coming back so they're lucky in that sense because he had uh, 19 points in his first 36 games he was kind of on a heater there but um they do have Michael Furland, who mm-hmm. has apparently been blowing everyone's expectations out of the water in camp. He's faced a ton of concussion mm-hmm. issues and back issues these last two years, and he's looking fresh. And whether he brings that physical presence that he's used to or not, the guy's talented and can still play a power forward game and put the biscuit in the basket. So if he's on the third line, that's an extra threat that the Wild didn't really – I think account for it. I think uh, I think Stahl's line and X line up against Pedersen is going to be sick. But you can't sleep on the Vancouver Canucks second line either, um, which is you know yep. Bo Horvat and I imagine either t- uh, uh, Tanner Pearson um, and Brock Besser or you know throw in a Tyler Toffoli and Brock Besser. That's an equally uh, that's an equally scary line. And one other thing I want to say is yeah, obviously Fuck the Minnesota the Wild have. <laughs> <laughs> obviously the the minnesota wild uh have experience and have depth i yes. do think they're deeper than the vancouver canucks I, I you know even the numbers show that so i won't even uh, contest that but playoff experience man tyler tapoli and, T- and tanner peterson have two cups respectively yep. alex edler's made a long run in the playoffs um chris tanner's made a long run in the playoffs jt miller has made some runs in the playoffs so you For can't sure. say that this team isn't that experience. I, Bo Horvat's played one series. 
you know, this, this team does still have some veterans on the ice, though Minnesota yes. obviously has the more games played. I believe Minnesota has more like 800 and like 16 to, to 470 games, um, uh, postseason games played to the Vancouver Canucks. Yet if right. you look at the experience, it kind of weighs each other out. Right, and if you look at a lot of those games, though, that's a lot of uh, disappointing first-round playoff losses. But uh, for you're over- talking to Vancouver, versus, the same well, sort yeah, of you're, shit. You know, you're right, but but it couldn't be like seven years straight. Well, I guess Vancouver would probably rather be in playoffs seven years straight than the kind yeah. They, they've made yeah. the playoffs once the yeah. last seven, eight years. I just want to say that. Yeah, that's well, what <laughs> it. And it got uh, killed by the Calgary Flames, and ironically, Michael Furland. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I, well, overall, I'm just glad as much as I'm a Wild fan. I mean, just allow these teams like Vancouver was having an, a you know a very good year at least before the season got suspended, and for these teams that were shitting the bed for the last five six years, I thought, oh well, now these teams that are actually coming back up, uh, you know, now we won't get a chance. They were good and COVID hit, but I think uh, uh, this allows them to come back in and prove themselves and see, uh, well, let's see if they can make a run. But I know that so yeah, so like I, we mentioned before at the beginning of the podcast, like you run the Soda Pod, which is you know favorable towards the Minnesota Wild, but you're up in fucking Vancouver. I mean, what is what are people saying in Vancouver? What's the attitude with the fans? What's the attitude with the media? Are they super confident? Are they scared? What's going on up there? They should be scared. Well, Look, yeah, me- media is realistic. Me- yeah. Media, for the most part, especially at TSN. I, I yep. choose TSN, TSN over Sportsnet personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And radio-wise, they're, they're outstanding. Um, they... They're realistic, knowing that, and basically they say what everyone else has been saying. You know, Russo and Jesse Pierce of the Athletic as well. That Vancouver, mm-hmm. if Jacob Markstrom comes to play, yep. the Minnesota have every means to score. But if he shuts it down, what the fuck else are they going to do? Because they can yep. only play the cycle game so much. They can only dish the puck to Fiala to really be that north-south player. I guess Jared Spurgeon too on the back end. It's it's really comes down to the goaltending battle. And I think yep. if if Alex Stalock or whoever is in net can just be average or just a little bit above average, not necessarily to a Jacob Markstrom's level, just hold the fort Minnesota defensively. It's funny guys, Minnesota thrives defensively where the Vancouver Canucks thrive offensively. So the Minnesota wild are actually better at stopping plays off the rush and stopping plays off the cycle. That's how the Vancouver Canucks score. So that's an interesting caveat. So going back to again, even it's like, Vancouver Canucks goaltending is better. Van- uh, Minnesota Wild's defense is better. I'd say the if you go to the forwards, it's a crapshoot. The top six of the Vancouver Canucks is definitely better, but the bottom six of the Minnesota Wild is better. So to go back to your question, the out. Vancouver Canucks fans are very much on the the young guys are faster. The young guys are going to come out swinging first and probably win the first two games. But the media is a little bit more like what I said. It's either going right. to go five or it's going to it's gonna be a quick, either Minnesota's going to capitalize quick on momentum or the young guys. But what I think, guys, and what's really interesting is if the Vancouver Canucks don't close this out in three games, the advantage swings to the Minnesota Wild because, think of it this way, I said the Vancouver Canucks have the better top six. They're going to run those top six and give them the most minutes where the yeah. Wild are going to split things up Top three lines, and then Koivu's line probably still 10, maybe even 13 minutes a game. The Vancouver Canucks' fourth line is getting like five max, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So by the end, by that game three, p- game four, the Minnesota Wild are going to be fresher. Regardless of the age, they're going to be fresher. They're going to be less banged up. You have to take mm-hmm. that into account. Their players are going to be playing less minutes. The longer this series goes, the better for the Minnesota Wild, barring their goaltending is consistent. And yes. that's where I stand. Yeah, no, I agree too. Because from a neutral perspective, looking at it, like you said, we have the more, we have 
overall more experienced players that have played more games that have been in this situation before. So if, if, t- if someone's going to get beat up more, it's going to be some of these younger Vancouver players when Minnesota is going to have a little more of resiliency. So with some of those older players, so yeah, I mean, I think I see the advantage with that, but yeah, that brings me to the, yeah, I was going to bring up the goalie situation. I mean, it, it, we talk about in playoffs all the time. It's, it's whoever has the hot goaltender, but in the end, if yeah, if the wild, you know, play like they did and obviously in March and, and those young, their older veteran players, you know, hold strong. If, if Alex Stalock, you know, stays strong in net, I think that they'll they could they they could sweep Vancouver. I think you start Dubnik. That's just you, my no. You really, don't start you think Dubnik. they start Dubnik? Okay. Yeah, I do. Look, Why? I, I don't I'm curious think... though. Because curious. He... Here so, he goes. Bubba's takes. Obviously, he's been through a lot this year with his wife and stuff. Yeah, but it's not a pity start. Uh, I We're understand not... that, but let me finish. <laughs> he's in the bubble. He's got nothing to. Wor- he's here to win a fucking cup, is he not? Oh, agreed, agreed. Agreed, but that doesn't justify starting him. God damn it. I think, I I truly think Dubnik's a better goaltender overall, correct? Am I wrong on that? Stalock or Dubnik? Dubnik is better than Stalock. I don't know, not this Uh, season. Okay, one. Overall, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. If you look at consistency over the years, whatever. Go with them. Okay. I, I don't like I don't like Stalock like how he's like a little fucking cat. He's always out there fucking <laughs> little fucking cat. Fucking, he's a little guy compared to Dubnik. Yeah, I know, and but most the... goaltenders now these days. But I think you go with Dubnik because one, yes, he's shit well, the bed many times in the playoffs. Yes, but, but you go with what who who is hot, and you look at sample been, size, and you look months. at exactly. But who was the hotter goaltender three months well, ago? That, I guess they'll determine that tomorrow because they're splitting time. So. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll see the exhibition game. Up. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Let me put this up to my co-host at the State of Hoppy. He thinks that if anything, they should have uh, they should have start they should start fucking cacking in game one because if this guy oh. if this guy Ooh, catches okay. fire, you have either Stalock or Dubnik to to lean back on, and you have to see what this kid is worth. Anyways, I'm not saying the Minnesota Wild are playing with house money because you want to win a Stanley Cup. That's what every team wants to do. But let's be honest. It, it's not the end of the world if the Minnesota Wild don't win the COVID Cup. This team is on the up and up anyways. This isn't necessarily the Stanley Cup team, yeah. though. And Fair you know, I, mm-hmm. but 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 I, I do agree that overall Dubnik's the better goal. I think it's just whoever play whoever's been the best goalie in camp and in the next game is gonna get that nod. I'm a little disappointed Kakin's not even getting a look in, in the exhibition game, to be perfectly honest. Because again, like, don't you want to see if this kid can at least rise to the occasion? And one last point on this. If if it was just going into the playoffs right after the season, you don't even bring this kid up, and you know why? Because he's been facing AHL shots all year. Right now, the playing field's yep. even, and he's been facing NHL shots in camp just like the other two yep. goalies. And I like how confident this kid is. Did you guys hear last year? Like he was trying to score goals yeah. and just yep. and and he, and he shoot and he shoot a look at Stalock because Stalock's been still trying to get his first because we know how aggressive and cat like he <laughs> likes to play outside the net. Um, and apparently he was shooting like he would look at him and just like blindly shoot it in the net. And Stalock's like, buddy, you're way too young to fucking show that much swagger out there. Like, calm the fuck down, mom. But and one last thing, personally, stylistically against the Vancouver Canucks. I think Stalock's the better option only because he plays outside the crease. Yep. And if the Canucks are really going to capitalize aggressive. on off the rush plays or the cycle, you don't want a goalie waiting for the, the pass play. You want someone who can just break that, you know, uh, transition and, 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 and carrying the puck to the net as quick as possible, in my opinion. But yes. again, I do agree. Dubnik overall, he's been a 1A, whereas Stalock has been a career 1B. 
Yep, and it just comes down. Yeah, so overall career-wise, we can agree with you, Bubba, that, yeah, Dubnik has been the better option but this year. But we'll see what happens. We got an exhibition game Wednesday night, and even by the time you're listening to this, either it's later in the week, I mean, we might have a, we might have a decision on it. Maybe there's an announcement from uh, Creed Brett, I mean, Dean Evanson, about the... Uh, about... <laughs> he does look like Creed know, Brett. right? He looks like blow. fucking... Oh, is that a low blow? Creed's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, just... Creed's the best character in the office, he, he, man. He, he's yeah, a yeah. fucking best... He's the fucking best character. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, that exhibition will maybe tell a little bit of, of maybe if Devin Dubnik is kind of calmed down because I think a lot of it was mental with his wife and everything like oh, 100%, that. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, we'll, do you guys we'll not that. think that do you guys not think that exhibition series is actually the best test for the Vancouver Canucks because the Avalanche or sorry for the Minnesota Wild because the Avalanche are technically are, are basically the Canucks on steroids. They're just yep. as fast. They have more Those young firepower and they have just as good goaltending. So yep. if the Wild can be like, okay, this is going to be kind of a test pace wise for mm-hmm. what we're going to see with the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, they literally have the other uh, Calder candidate in Kale McCarr. So they're like, okay, we have basically the other Quinn Hughes uh, <laughs> on this team as well. It's a very similar team, just a little bit more advanced. So this may be good if they can hold their own against this team or beat them. Dude, they play the Vancouver Canucks. That's house money again. Fucking house money, buddy. But yeah, it'd be fun just to see see the exhibition game, see how that goes. But before we go into the final segment, I got to ask, what's the deal with the state of hoppy guy, Isha? Who? who, I always see him. He's always tweeting at us. Oh, dude. Who's the man behind the – who's the face behind state of hoppy? Buddy, I don't even know his name yet, and I've been working (laughs) with him now. He's my new co-host on the Soda Pod. Basically, it started out where, like, um, he, him and his brother and his friend kind of created this brand, the state of hoppy and they tweet and, and post on Instagram, um, hockey takes and, yep. and local beer takes. And they have, they nice. have a huge connection with the local breweries in the, in the twin cities and, and Northern Minnesota. So he actually started listening to the soda pod and dude, I shit you not every Sweet. week would send me like notes, like a full message notes. I agreed with this. I think this is good. You talked about this. Huh. Well, this was bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually I brought him on as like a guest or like a, a fan guest. And, you know, we had some good chemistry. We had some good talks. And then he was like, man, I, I want to help out and do more. And I was like, well, fuck, man. Like, I have a heavy load with running the whole hockey podcast network and doing this. Do you want to just be my co-host and actually fuck yeah. elevate the beer talk? Because now we have a whole beer segment, the Hoppy Hour, where he travels <laughs> around the Twin Cities, goes to breweries, actually even does some live video content and stuff coming with the, with the brewers and brewettes. And uh, and nice. we're gonna get that going on the soda pod as well, and, and obviously talk hockey with those who are working in the breweries who, who uh, who are hockey fans. So he's come aboard um, as my co-host, and he actually just banked an interview with Pete Jensen that we're dropping on uh, nice. on Thursday, um, and uh, Michael Russo next week as well. So he's he's been great, and uh, and yeah, he's been a fan of you guys since the inception too. So go give him some love. Yeah, well, we, we, we do, definitely. I think he's al- he's always tagging us in things, always wanting us oh, yeah. to commenting, interacting with our posts. So we appreciate that. Anybody who does that shit with us, I mean, we, we, we appreciate it. So, he, uh, yeah, I was just curious. I've seen his the name around. You mentioned it, and I was just, what's the deal with this guy? What's the deal? But maybe we'll run into him around a brewery someday, and we'll just we'll just be like, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe we ran into him. We don't even know it. We don't know his fucking name. He's Dude, like he's got some good stories of running into NHL players too. One nice. quick one is uh, yeah. a few years ago at a um, a Zucker um, charity event. He was talking to Jason, and him and his buddy w- went up to him and was like, "Hey man, so like Buffalo's like pretty sweet, eh? Like they got a good uh, they got Jack Eichel's there. They got a good back end coming in." He's like, well, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And they're like, "Wait, you didn't see Bob McKenzie's tweet?" And Jason's like fuck off and he's like no, no no like you didn't read the tweet like seriously man and and he's like and apparently he went just like full like like human was just like 
just fucking lay it on me. Like, where am I going? What happened? No, I didn't see the tweet. Like, who? where did I get traded? And Steve Hobby's like, sorry, buddy. We were just fucking with you. Like, you weren't traded at all. Like, <laughs> we're just we're just fucking with you. Yeah, He's like, fucking wrong, bro. fuck. And he still, he still signed their shit and got a picture. And I was like, dude, that's epic. That you just had the balls to, instead of like some fanboy, oh, can I have your autograph? Go up to an NHL player and fuck with them and tell them that, oh, by the way, you got traded. But Bob McKenzie's been tweeting this while you're doing your charity event of all things. Dude, and, and it would have been worse if he would have added something about his wife, Carly Zucker, who's a fucking dime. By the way, oh yeah, she is. She's awesome. <laughs> what, what, though, man. I love how from, from I love Kennedy. how she she's stayed you, in Minnesota. She's cheating on you, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, you point to his she... wife. She's cheating on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have got him punched. Oh dude, a hundred percent. Nothing would have been signed after that. Knock the fuck out. Knock the fuck out, buddy. Well, let's move on to our final segment, the wild takes segment. It's time for Wild Takes. Of course, it's in the name of the podcast. We got to hit it where we just give us some, you know, we ask some wild questions and just give us some wild takes. So hit um, me with them. The wilder, the better, better, my man. Let's fucking do it. Let's both answer these. I'll fucking ask you first. So before really getting into the wild here, um, who out of the, I, I can list them off to here, but who do you think is going to end up getting the top seed after round robin play out of each conference? Who do you think it's going to be in, in the end after the three games are set and done? In like both the East and the West, or just just, just overall, um, East and West. Who's gonna come out of the first seat after the Ron Robin play? You know what? I'll throw some. I think Washington in the East. Nice. And I think in the West, uh, I think St. Louis stays stays on top personally. Yeah, I think. But I think Washington in the East, man. I mean, they're they're consistent. Washington or Philly? And I know Philly's kind of a wild card, but they yeah. had a lot. They had a lot of momentum at the end of the season. Yeah, and it's another team where you can look at be like, oh, well, their season just got fucking torn away from them after, you know, a couple few years of being shitty, and now, well, now they're at it again. So now they can prove themselves. And But, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I I like Boston. I like Boston. You know, I go back to uh, Tim Thomas days when he was the when he was the netminder. Um, You're talking to someone who literally was downtown in Vancouver, burned the city down after that. So I have no fucking love for Tim fucking Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that, that fucking, fucking guy, cup. Too. From Roberto Luongo. But Bubba, you, 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 you love. He stole the ring right off my finger. He stole the ring? That, cheap, that prick over there cheap shots me. Takes Still, the ring right off my finger. Yeah. I wonder what side you're on. Miracle. Gotta fucking love it. Don't. He's about to shoot me with a rubber band or some shit right now. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, think, I, think, I think Boston's going to stay atop of the East. But I think, honestly, I think Colorado might overtake the Blues. Um, I think they're just a, a fast, strong, young fucking team. Nathan McKinnon's a fucking beast, and with Cal McCarr, one of the best players in the league. Yeah, man. it's insane. I, I think I think they're going to overtake uh, fucking Saint, the St. Louis Blues in the West. But I mean, again, seeding doesn't matter. So in the end, what is the one seed? But I'm just going to be interesting to see who comes out of those round robin plays as the number one seed. See if they can overtake the, the the true number one teams that were number one before the season got suspended. But that'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to just watch those games, see what goes on. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be competitive regardless, man. Because all these people are just itching to get back on the ice for for sure. See some fucking dirty hits, bud, and dirty fucking dangles. <laughs> dirty Tom Wilson dangles laying buddy. people out and chopping heads off. Fucking top cheese. All right, ne- next next <laughs> next question. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> okay. Losing it. Fucking. I'm <laughs> fuck. I'm losing it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Doing it fucking live. Anyway, okay. So of the, I mean, this will probably apply to you know like the five, twelve, maybe six, eleven seeds, seven, ten, and eight, nine seeds. Are 
I feel like are fairly even, but I guess. But who do you see as a dark horse of these lower seeds that I guess are? Yeah, so I would maybe compare to the teams that were technically out of a out of a playoff spot, but are now obviously qualifying mm-hmm. these qualifying rounds that could overtake maybe you know a Pittsburgh or Chicago over Edmonton or something. Who do you have as a dark horse that could potentially come out of the East or the West qualifiers and, and make the round of sixteen? I think Carolina, man. If you look on, if you yep. look at the roster on paper, if Mrazek's one of the most streaky goalies in the National Hockey League, yep. one season he's great, and then the next season you get him in fantasy and he just shits the bed and, and loses you money. Mm-hmm. But if he can play good hockey, he has the potential to be a one A every now and then. Um, that team's defense, I'd say, is almost as good as the Minnesota Wilds, or at least yep. is on par. Like it's insane. And Dougie Hamilton's back. Remember, he was out for the season? Yep. Well, he's back, and he's a Norris candidate. He's one of the best goalies in the league. I mm-hmm. think Carolina 100% could be a dark horse. Yep. And I think another team that a lot of people are sleeping on is um, is the New York Islanders. Oh, yeah, they yep. play a shutdown game, but if they want to open it up, Matt Barzell is one, like, one of the young studs yep. in the league. Um, I think it's a stretch to think that Arizona is anything special. Yeah, their goaltending is unreal, but I just don't think they have the the depth firepower um, yep. I would yeah I would I would go with with Carolina for sure and the Islanders yeah and I'm, I'm mind you like Carolina is the sixth seed in this in this situation but like that's a good pick because New York Rangers are not they're playing the New York Rangers in the opening round qualifying rounds they're the 11th seed but that's that I mean that's not an easy opponent to to, to beat there I mean New York Rangers are, are been doing we're doing pretty well I mean they were fighting for that playoff spot pretty closely they're, they're, they're a hard team to beat. I mean, you got fucking Panarin bread on that fucking squad, right? I mean, it's... it's like, Zabinijad, man. Yeah, my Persian it, brother. Zabinijad. You know, I haven't said that name in a while. I just fucked that up. I pulled a bubba hey, there. The, the only Iranian in the league right now. Dude, fuck yeah. And he's a fucking, fucking badass. Fucking stud. Dude. Fucking stud. I think but, everyone yeah. still sleeps on him. He's a 40-goal scorer. Yeah, no, 100%. I totally agree. But I think we'll definitely see. But, yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, Carolina can easily, easily be unfavored in that. But, yeah, Carolina's a great pick. But, honestly, I, I think you, you kind of shat on him a little bit. But I think my dark, dark horse would be the Arizona fucking Coyotes. They just uh, – I, I have a bet. I got money on Nashville, so I can't even entertain that thought. I have to just stay hey, positive. You just got to stay positive. You, positive vibes cause to the I, I know you're like, it's like you're, it's like a fucking addict. You want to say some positive things about Arizona. They got good young players. This is a biz nasty pit. Phil Kessel has just stick. No, no, fuck that. Phil Kessel. Nashville, but, you know why I picked Nashville, though? Because yeah. they have four centers who are in there, who, if they can play to their potential or you know, skill, are second-line centers. They got tourists. Randlin, um, Benino, fucking uh, Johansson, all those guys are second-line centers in the league. They're four second-line centers deep. If they can, they all had shitty seasons this year. If they can just play like they're normal, that is a deep fucking team. Yep. And Arizona doesn't have depth. They have decent scoring and amazing goaltending. But I, I, that, that's why I'm picking my dark horse, man. I mean, Nashville. Fair, fair enough. Fair but enough. I, I think they, they, they could have that young flair that gets them going. They've been building up some young talent. They got Phil fucking Kessel. Hey. Hey, I will you, say, you never I, fucking I will say, Dvorak, Dvorak is one of the most underrated young players in the league. His underlying numbers are, I believe, in the top 10 in the National mm-hmm. Hockey League, like defensively. Bubba, you're, I feel like you have a take on Dvorak. No comment. No comment. Okay, we'll, we'll just move on then, I guess. Um, <laughs> move on to the next question. I thought he would go in there. I don't think he's. I think he's overrated. Blah blah. blah. Whatever. It's a typical Bubba take. I'm surprised. Former he's London Knight. He's already rich. <laughs> he's already. He's already rich, bud. He's playing and he's in fucking Arizona, buddy. But yeah. So next question. Um, 
Um, will we, you know, you saw, you saw you saw in baseball at the Florida Marlins kind of had an outbreak in COVID. Now we've had zero cases, thankfully, so far. But, do, you, do I mean, I don't know. Do you think we'll see a team have a COVID outbreak in, in, in the bubble? And, and what team would have the COVID outbreak if we were to see a team have a COVID outbreak? If I, it happens. I, I don't, A, I don't Florida. think so because, <laughs> because the NHL is more of yeah an old boys club, a conservative league. And the players, unlike MLB and in the NBA and the NFL, don't have that expressive freedom, nor do they necessarily fight yep. for it. They kind of are, they kind of do what they're told. Like, think of it this way, guys. These guys aren't getting paid for the playoffs. Their, their contracts have already been paid, yet when the NHL said, we're back, come back, the hockey players just did without any question. Where we've seen in the NBA, we've seen in the MLB, and we've seen in the NFL, there be personal pushback. So I think hockey players are just going to pretty much do what they're told. Now, for your second question, if it's going to happen, it's going to fucking happen in Toronto versus Edmonton, guys. Let's be fucking honest here. You know, Fuck just Toronto. like the NBA, we're literally sticking their big dicks outside that bubble. I mean, you got to yep. imagine that those in Toronto are going to be doing the just same full thing. Full of shit because, and just, like, full yeah, themselves. I mean, just, you start bubble. swiping the bumble in Toronto, man. There's some fucking dimes there versus And it would bumble. be Toronto. Got, it's going to be harder for those guys out east than those in, you know, hinge. the prairie, you know, fucking yeah. cowboy country of Edmonton. I've partied in Edmonton versus Toronto, man. It's fucking night and day. Yeah, it's, like LA, it's like LA and South yeah. Carolina. That That's... Well, I, I've heard of... Dude, what are you trying to grab my phone, buddy? Well, I mean, wouldn't they say, like, Toronto's, like, probably, like, the uh, fucking... New York of Canada. New York man, of fucking up. Canada. Yeah, fuck that shit, buddy. But, yeah, I, you know, if I, if I see a team, I'd probably have to agree with you. I, I, I was going to say Florida just for the geographics of it, but just for the attitude you, you want... I mean, just for the attitude of the team, you kind of persuaded me. I think it would be Toronto. It would beat that team. They would try to slip out of the bubble. They would pull the NBA what? shit. Well, I'm not just saying the Maple Leafs, but anyone who's playing in the bubble of Toronto, right? You're all right. Because the Eastern okay. teams are yep. playing in Toronto. So take your pick of Eastern team. Whoever's the Hornets. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> Maybe we Whoever could trim it down. Whoever wants to fucking Montreal strippers for free and touch the shit out of them because Quebec has no laws. That's going to be Fucking Quebec, buddy. Oh, shit. Fucking Quebec. <laughs> fucking Quebec, buddy. <laughs> fucking Quebec, dude. You slide, you slide a fucking hundy under that seat of yours getting your lap dance, you can get whatever you want. Fuck yeah! So you know damn Bubba's well. Bubba's already, Bubba's already, Bubba's already booking his plane to the border. He's going to fucking pay back, buddy. Well, yeah, that ma- that makes perfect sense. They just can't stay away from those fucking Toronto dimes. I mean, they'll fucking persuade you, and then you'll go to the strip club. Bubba was there. He would. He'd fucking. He'd. He'd. he'd if he was risking, he would like, wear a mask. No, he wouldn't I went wear a mask. To ma- the strip club in uh, Winnipeg uh, two years ago. Gross. And how was that? That'd be disgusting. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Uh, Winnipeg were, strip club. They were like, Oh, did they have like oh, did, oh, did they have a like a chicken They're... wings buffet center stage too? <laughs> hey hey hey, we're uh, we're huge advocates of uh, all you can eat uh, hot dogs at the Vu in Minneapolis. Yes, oh my gosh, Deja Vu down to Minneapolis. We, yes, there, there's a big guy. Buddy, as long as long as they got the heat lamps there and everything's to code, I'm fine too. But when these chicken wings got like flies and shit and they're lukewarm, I'm like, but. No, yeah, no, get no. me the fuck out of Winnipeg. These hot Climbing dogs, Toronto. these hot dogs were pristine here in Deja Vu. Right? Let me tell you, they were pretty fucking good. Yet, no, wait, you asked to in Deja Vu as well. And there's well, yeah, one, so, we got one uh, out west called Deja Vu. As well. Yeah, there's awesome. a there's a guy who sits and hands them out to you, and he's just a big guy wearing like a suit. And he's like, that's sitting be, down. That's gonna be bubble one day. He's just gonna be. Like, what That's his dream do, job. What do you do? Um, I just hand out hot dogs at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> little eye candy. Little I don't know how much I get eat of free that came food. out to your I get tips by drunk people. Prime right there. Yeah, that would be fucking living the dream for Bubba there, buddy. 
eye candy and fucking serving hot dogs, free food, whatever. Dude, titties and hot dogs. Can't, can't, can't fucking complain, bud. Well, final question of the Wild Takes before we let you go here. Just the big one. You could do over-under, whatever. How many games will the Canucks Wild Series go to? I know we, we discussed kind of a broad number, but how many games do you think this will go wild to specifically? And three. Wild and okay, three. whatever. We got Bubba's Wild and Three, whatever. We got his. I love it, Bubba, but I, it's it's Wild and Five. And you know what's funny? I'm from Vancouver Island. I'm from the West Coast. Canucks are my home team. And I truly believe the Minnesota Wild are going to win this series. Yet the state of Hoppy, my co-host on the Soda Pod, is from the Twin state Cities. And he believes that the Vancouver Canucks are going to win in five. So we both think it's going to go five. He, he being the Minnesota guy, thinks it's Canucks. And me being the Vancouver uh, Island guy, think it's Minnesota. So that's kind of a funny narrative uh, to, to our takes. And yeah, I mean, look, guys, I, I'm invested in this team. I'm definitely a fan of the Wild now upon covering them this year. Um, but to be honest, like I had to go back and watch Vancouver Canucks footage because I watched two Canucks games this year. One of them being a fucking blowout to the Rangers, a 7-2 loss. I watched every single Wild game. So I'm dialed in. I'm ready to go. And for me, as a guy who bleeds green and blue as his core, I'd rather see the Canucks not win the COVID Cup at its core. Don't get me wrong. I, I love my home team. But this series for me is the best of both worlds because if the Vancouver Canucks win, my home team's going further in the playoffs. If the Wild win, I get to cover a team that's going on a run. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too upset because of the COVID Cup for Vancouver. So it's a win-win for me, boy. I'm fired up. Let's get this chick going. Some fucking Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's fucking go, buddy. I, I, I'll i probably take the Wild. Just to be devil's advocate here, I'm probably going to go for Wild win first two. Vancouver takes the game, makes it a little interesting, but then we win in game four. Fucking easy. Ooh, fucking... You think the Wild take the first two, eh? I think that if, I... if in your scenario, I think they split the first two. Yeah, see, I think that's very realistic. But wait, well, I think I think we'll just get the four regardless. I think it could be split, one okay. one, and then well, in that case, I'm, try, I'm trying to do math here. I'm trying to do some maths. So if they take each take a game, well, then one, the Wild one, would take the two, next two, and then they would take the next over. two. I honestly could see that happening. So I could th- see yeah. them splitting, and then they just go on a rampage. Stalek goes off the walls, and we win the next two. And so I I think I don't think they. I don't think a team's going to sweep anybody. I think this game could honestly go to a five. I want it to go to a game four just because I don't want to be, like, you know, butting my nails off in a game five. Like, oh, shit. Like this <laughs> That's good, the funnest I mean, part of it. I know. It's, it, it's a great rush, double though. overtime. It is, dude. Yeah, fucking. Oh, it, it, game it, it, five it, in this case. <laughs> yeah, game five fucking overtime. But the thing is, that's the rush of it is that nerve nervousness. But then they do win. But if they lose, it's just kind of shitty. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I'd like to see it go to five. But I guess in my heart. I feel like they could realistically go to game four and uh, split the first two, then they win the next two, and uh, and move on to the next round. See what happens. I'm fucking pumped, man. I'm fucking I'm, pumped. I'm just ready. But anyway, yeah. So while play Vancouver Canucks Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time, but it'll be 7.30 p.m. out out in, out in Vancouver where, where, where Isha is. But again, but Saturday Saturday like morning afternoon. I mean, that's when that's when it all starts. The round robin at nine a.m. Cracking the cold no. ones, drinking the cracking. I'm fucking sending it, getting that THC oil down it, my buddy. throat, just like I did prior to this game or prior to this take. Which is why I'm fucking stumbling my words right now. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's fucking go. Hockey's Let back. Go, Let's go. And we got exhibitions Fuck this week. Man. Let's fucking go. No, Bossman's done a great job today. He's done a great job. He, he needs it, but he needs the. He, he needs he needs a pat needs on the a back. Drink is what he, he needs. needs a drink. He needs a drink, Jackson. It's almost and get him a cigarette too while you're at it. Give, give him a fucking dart. Give me a fucking Newport, buddy. I'm trashy like that, but I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it, buddy. 
But anyway, guys. Oh, I yeah. love, by the way, your accents. It is a breath of fresh air. And, and we love yours, too, bud. Hey, Isha, before we go, um, people on TikTok comment on the way we talk, and they say Minnesota is basically Canada, or America's Canada. Would you say that's true? Southern province of Canada. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Okay. He's a Canadian, so it, it's true. It, it's been validated. It's been validated. You guys are our newfies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the newfies have the... the Newfoundlanders. They, they have the heavy, just unique accent. Whereas Alberta, Al Albertans sound like they're fucking cowboys, and BC just try to be try to be all hipster with their slang that no one in the U.S. or can the rest of Canada even understands. Fucking like, newfies. Very much snor snowboard bro type chat here in Canada. We fucking say send, or in BC, they say send it for everything. You surf, you bike, you we'll snowboard, you're they're fucking like, they're, sending they're like it. like the Nelfoy fans, like the top Nelfoy fans. Oh. <laughs> fucking full send, buddy. Full send, buddy. Full send, buddy. But anyway, Isha, we want to thank you so much for coming on the Wild Takes podcast, obviously presented by 10,000 Takes. Everybody, please, if you're listening to this, go check out Isha's podcast, The Soda Pod. You can find it at The Soda Pod on Twitter, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, and then you can also follow your personal, Isha's personal account at BI Sports Talk on Twitter as well. But, yeah, so much great information you have on hockey. And you're hosted with, with State of Hoppy, whoever the fuck that guy is. You're co-hosting <laughs> with him. You know, you guys talk about beer, beer, and hockey. What's not better than that? Fuck it. I mean, that's great. I mean, sex is pretty good, too. Yeah, but... We, spr we sprinkle a little, little of that in there. We can sprinkle a little bit, buddy. I mean, we, we sprinkled that in here today. And a fucking K-Back strippers. You gotta fucking yeah, love right? it. Bob has already booked his Spirit Airlines flight up there. <laughs> He's already booked his Spirit Airlines flight up there. He start, he yes. Start, he ride with the luggage. <laughs> and the dogs. Well, we gotta, we gotta prevent Alex from actually going to Quebec and catching something or, or whatever you can catch Just up there. keep in mind, it, Canadian dollars, so you don't go too crazy. Canadian he'll, dollars. Uh, he'll, he'll catch chlamydia in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> he won't catch COVID. Yeah. Well, Honestly, I it's better than, it's easier to treat than COVID, I hear. Chlamydia. For the clap, buddy. For the fucking I'd pick, clap. I'd pick chlamydia over COVID any day. Yeah, fuck. I mean, yeah. Because there's treatments you for did, it. Fuck it. Yeah, you got four pills and you're cured. Nope, you're done. Don't ask me how I know that. Like, can we end this now? <laughs> well, yeah, let's end this now. Uh, d d too much information has been said. <laughs> Again, Isha, thank you for coming on. I'm, of course, journalist Jake. Uh, go thank by JJ. Yeah, greatest damn journalist to ever do it until I'm not. Bubba was the voice of reason today because you can see him. He's the hockey guy and then boss man producing this shit. Um, he chimed in as well. But, yeah, thanks, you guys. Tune in to Go Wild. Uh, let's go this week and fucking hockey is back. We'll see you guys later. Have a good week.